Welcome to the Scottish Mortgage Podcast, the show that keeps you informed in all things mortgages throughout Scotland. Welcome to today's episode and today we're going to be talking about how to negotiate a purchase price as a first time buyer in Scotland when you're looking to buy. The, I put this video together through bits of research, talking to various different estate agents and through things that I've done myself in the industry in order to try and get a better house for my clients. So I hope you do find it useful. Don't forget at the end if you could like and share. And if you do want a copy of the slides, let me know and I can get them over to you. But I'd just like to crack back on with um, the very first point that I'd like to make. And that's the first thing that you should be looking to do is research the local market. Now, by looking at things like your online portals, like your Zooplas, your right moves, these will give you an overview of how the local market has been performing. You also don't want to forget to talk to local estate agents and review recent sale prices or average sale prices and even trends in that area as well. That can give you an idea as to how the, pro the property market in that area is performing. You just need to go and look at these platforms and see how long houses have been listed for. And especially if you've started your research early, you'll begin to realise that some properties in certain areas might stay on the, the market a little bit longer. And that will give you insight into how the market's performing in that area in particular. What you also want to do is look at the property and make a valuation on the property on your own. Make sure that you, you understand what... Um, you feel the house is going to be worth taking into consideration things like the location, the size, the condition of the property, if there's any work that needs done. You can also seek advice from estate agents and ask them about recent sold prices in the area or recent sold prices for houses of that type in the area. Talk to surveyors. One of the things that could be potentially overlooked when buying a property is getting a survey done. So you could get an independent survey done on the property to see if it's actually worth what it's listed for and to see if there's anything underlying that could cause potential issues further down the line. Something that you should also be considering is to understand what the seller's motivations are and figuring out why it is that they're looking to sell. Is it something to do with the properties or something underlying there? Is it the area? Are they looking to upsize? Are they starting a family? Are they downsizing? So finding that out can also help whether um, you're deciding and help with the negotiations. So once you've done all of that, so once you've got an idea as to the local market, the local area and the property, it's now time to think about preparing your offer. Um, in Scotland, there's a number of things and a number of ways in which this can be done. So you'll see properties listed for offers over. Typically what happens is the, the offers over price will be around 10% less than what the market value is in the property. It's not always guaranteed to be 10%, but typically speaking, it's 10% below the market value of the property. And when you're putting in an offer, you're expected to offer more than the offer's overprice. So it comes as fairly straightforward and self-explanatory. But what might not be what it might not say is that they're actually expecting a wee bit more than just a pound over or ten pounds over. They're expecting it to be quite substantial. And the reason that they're doing this, the state agents do this to drum up interest, get footfall, get people to see the house and actually see the benefits of buying this house in order for people to pay more than that. Typically speaking, it's certain demographics, you're paying a lot more than what houses are worth still. 
Um, and this is what April 2023, you're still paying more than what houses are worth in certain areas, in certain types of houses, and the offers over is really driving that up. What I have started seeing is, again, in some areas, the fixed price. And basically what this means is if it's listed for a certain price, you put the offer in at that price, you're going to get the house. Nine times out of ten, they're going to accept it. Personal circumstances might play a part, so if they need to move quickly, they've maybe got it on at a fixed price because they need to move quickly. And if you can't meet their needs, they'll sell it to someone else who can. But typically speaking, the majority of these houses are sold um, like that and fairly quickly. Something else that you need to take into consideration is closing dates. Closing dates can catch a lot of people out. When the house goes to a closing date, this is essentially when you're putting in a blind offer. So say there's 10 people putting in offers in that house. Nobody knows what everybody's putting in. You put your offer in and then you leave it up to the owners to decide what they're going to accept. I usually think it's a good idea not just to put the offer in, but to put in an explanation as to what your circumstances are. Because I, I feel that that can always help if your circumstances are going to suit the sellers. Sometimes it won't, but sometimes it will. So that could be a good idea. But essentially, at the closing dates, you need to make sure that you've got a solicitor in place. You need to make sure that you've got your lending in place, like your mortgage and principles, before you go to that stage. Because if you're putting that in, you're taking a, a home off the market, potentially, that someone else could have been buying where you haven't got your mortgage and principal. You've not got your finances, you don't have your solicitor in place, and it's not really that that fair on either the seller or the estate agent. So it's always good practice to do it. And typically speaking, estate agents won't accept an offer unless it's coming from a solicitor anyway when it goes to a closing date. Don't forget to consider your budget when, with these kind of things because you could be tempted to pay more than what you would have done if it hadn't been a closing date or if it hadn't says offers over. So always take your budget into consideration and everything that you're doing and make sure it's still tying in with that. But making an offer on a property as well, so there's different ways in which you can do that. So you've got your um, verbal offer. So I would always say to a client, if you're keen, put your verbal offer in. If you don't have a solicitor, get your verbal offer in. That gives you then time to go away and get your solicitor sorted out. Because what could happen, that verbal offer comes in and it could be accepted subject to the formal offer coming in. In the meantime, what you're doing is you're taking that property, you're putting that reassurance into the estate agent that that's getting sold, into the seller that that's getting sold, and the property would usually come off the market, giving you a little bit of time, especially if you don't have a solicitor lined up. Usually, most of my clients, I would always recommend to get a solicitor at the early stage. Um, right, right at the very start, actually, I would say, look, if you don't have a solicitor, find out how much it's going to cost. You get one in place so that if you do see somewhere, they can work in your behalf. The solicitors would then put the formal mortgage offer in. Some, some charge fees, the ones that I recommend don't charge any fees for it, but they'll put a formal mortgage offer in, and if that's accepted, what it means is that property is yours. You can go out and get the mortgage on it. And as long as the mortgage is fine, it all comes through timely, you'll be moving into that home. What you also want to be doing at this stage is not formalising, but discussing anything that you're wanting to keep in the property and finding out if you put this offer in, is it going to include if there's a shed out the back, if there's um, light fittings and all of these kind of things. Again, it won't be agreed at this stage, but you want to make your intentions clear that, that's what you're after. Once you've 
put your offers in, there's always the chance that that offer will be rejected. So what you would need to do is um, have a counter offer in place. So the advice that I would give you on counter offers is don't get caught up with it. Stay within your budget. If you've already went to your maximum budget to put your offer in and they're asking for an extra five grand, you might want to consider walking away because that's taking you above your your maximum budget. What I often see is if you go above your budget and you go above what you're willing to spend or what you can afford to spend, it often causes problems further down the line. Consider your circumstances as well. So if they do come back with a counter offer and you're standing your ground, reiterate what your circumstances are and how that can benefit the seller. And if that, um, say for example, they need to move quickly and you can buy it quickly, that could put you in a good position. Or if they need to wait six months and you can wait six months, Use these things to your advantage when it goes to the counter offer. And then what you're looking to do, once you've you've sealed the deal essentially on it, your solicitor's going to tie up the contracts on it. Make sure that everyone's kept up to date with everything that's going on. And if, if you should um, do the same, let the solicitors and brokers know. And then at that stage, you should be considering or you should be applying for your formal mortgage. But don't forget, so just a quick recap, you should be looking to research the market, look at the property and make evaluation on the property on your own, prepare your mortgage offer, make your offer, and then when the deal sealed, make sure that you're keeping everybody up to date with what's going on. Hope you do find this useful. Don't forget to give it a like and a share if you do. As I says at the start, if you want a copy of these slides, let me know and I'll fire them over. Thanks for listening to the Scottish Mortgage Podcast. Don't forget to like, share and subscribe if you find this useful. And if you want your questions answered, pop over to our Facebook page at Scottish Mortgage Podcast and ping us a message.